Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi there. You're listening to Royals, the only podcast that goes behind the walls of Buckingham Palace. My name's Zoe Burrell, and I'm a writer about all things royal at New Idea magazine. And I'm Angela Mollard, and I'm a journalist, author, and proud royal expert. And on the show today, we're going to be chatting all about the Queen's amazing record. And how Kate is being mentored by the Queen. And why Princess Mary could be Queen any day now. It's all Queen talk today, isn't it? Yes. Let's get into it. I love it. The Queen has taken out a top honour. I know. I love this. I know. It's interesting, isn't it? I had When I read the story, I sort of read every word of it. She is not the world's longest reigning monarch, but she has now taken out fifth place. So she recently usurped the 19th century emperor of Austria, Franz Joseph. He had the stint of being on the throne for 67 years and 356 days, and she has now gone past that, but she's still only number five. And you want to know who's number one, don't you? Yes. Okay, (laughs) I'm glad because I know that. So she's got a while to go. I'm not going to do the maths for you, but she's done 67 years. She's got to get to 72 years and 110 days to eclipse Louis XIV of France, who reigned from... 14th of May, 1643, to the 1st of September, 1715, which is a jolly long innings when you could be done over by consumption and tuberculosis, you know, not to mention a a sort of mauling horse. You know, there's anything that could have killed you back then. So Louis XIV did pretty well, didn't he? Anyway, so how many years does that she's got to do another mm, five years? Let's hope. Fingers crossed. She's 94 this year. Wouldn't you just love her to get to be 100 and love her to be the longest reigning monarch of all time? I think she deserves it. What she's had to put up with, what she still has to manage, as we saw over Christmas New Year with (laughs) the Megxit. I mean, this woman is extraordinary. Anyway, she's in fifth position. I don't think she actually cares, although I think the moment, if she does surpass Louis XIV's reign, I think there should definitely be celebrations. That's an extraordinary achievement. I think so too. We definitely need to celebrate that. Exactly. I imagine she'll just have a quiet night in with the corgis though. Yes, well, she'll be getting on by that point. <laughs> yes. It'd be interesting to see if Prince Philip is there. Wouldn't it be wonderful? Oh, it's pushing it to think he'd still be here. But, well, no, five years. Who knows? Anyway, we don't wish wish them away at all. I think the idea of them sitting down together when she's the longest reigning monarch ever would be something rather special considering what they've both endured. And obviously talking of her reign, what sort of challenges do you think she's going to be facing this year? I think this could be Anna Cerebellus part two, don't you? I mean, this is uh, 1992 was the last time she claimed that was her worst year when, of course, three of her children separated. There was the Windsor Castle fire. All sorts of things happened that year. Look, she's got Prince Andrew's embroilment with the Jeffrey Epstein case. She's got the management of Harry and Meghan exiting the royal family. She's got her own husband's poor health. She's got 
Beatrice's wedding, which should be a joyous occasion, but will be much speculation around it in terms of who's paying for it and that sort of thing. I think we're, I think Paul Beatrice is going to have a wedding that's going to be embroiled in controversy purely because it will be pub- paid for by the public purse um, and, well, parts of it will be. And there'll be questions around that if depending on how the Prince Andrew situation develops. So she's got a lot on her plate this year. No wonder she's giving some of her jobs away, <laughs> which we're going to talk about. Yeah, well, I don't blame her. Yeah, I know. I, I mean, it's, it's this, you know, one of these charities that she's recently given to Kate, which is the patron of the Family Action Charity. She's held that for 65 years. I mean, it, that's wow. a long time, isn't it? To, to, to be working uh, for an organisation very proudly and to turn up every single year, probably multiple times a year. There's, there's so much work that we never see. When they collate the engagements and look at who's done the most work, it's always, you know, the most... Uh, it's it, it's based on when we see them or when they're actually at an event. It doesn't look at the work behind the scenes when they might be reading papers or gaining an understanding of the patronages that uh, that they oversee. Anyway, she's passed that one on to Kate and I think we'll be seeing a lot more of that. In fact, lots of members of the royal family are going to be stepping up, I think, this year. Um, we've already seen it with Charles. Um, we've seen William a lot more high-profile events, a lot of uh, international trips, particularly to countries that you, that sort of need uh, a little bit of care and attention and, and perhaps are not just the lovely jolly countries like Canada and Australia but more complex countries where there's you know there's more political unrest and I think that the fact that William's doing more the, more of that suggests that he's really being I mean you know he's he's uh, 37 38 now isn't he so yes yes um so you know he's he's stepping into that breach but I think also it'll be a very contained royal family. But Kate is pivotal in this. And I think this is what's really interesting. So she was recently went solo at a NATO reception at Buckingham Palace while William was in the Middle East. You know, she greeted world leaders. She represented um, the country alongside Her Majesty. I mean, it's one thing going in making a nice garden and going to a preschool is quite different when you're actually dealing with world leaders and dignitaries and you have to have a level of knowledge around their country. I mean, we saw at the BAFTA Awards the fact that William had to say he had to watch all the movies because he was meeting all these <laughs> actors and Kate said, well, I never, wa- I don't get time to watch them because I'm a mum of three. I, get, I can't see these movies. The same way that they have to know the actors who they were speaking to at the BAFTA Awards they have to also know when they're speaking to a world leader how to pronounce their name, what country they came from, you know, how long they've been in leadership, what the divisions are in that country. Is there any uh, uh, political issues that they need to steer around? I mean, there's a lot of learning involved in it. So Somehow the, I think watching the movies would have been a little bit more fun. Yeah, I think so too. <laughs> I know getting up there and getting to uh, see Margot Robbie giving a speech and, and various people I think would be far more fun than actually, yeah, I know. <laughs> but, you know, she does it all with such good grace doesn't she and I have to say you know when women are really young I'm not sure some of that very heavy jewellery suits them but then they come into their own and that jewellery looks fantastic on them and that that recent reception she was wearing the lovers not tiara now Kate is now older than Diana was when she died and you're starting to see that sort of majestic elegance I think come into play when that jewellery really does sit on a more mature head and and when I say more mature of course 37, 38 isn't that mature but it just I don't know it it, we're now going to see Kate 
grow in a world that we never saw Diana grow and we never saw her reach that maturity. And I think it's, you know, Kate is doing brilliantly. She's got three children. She never puts a foot wrong. She's being imaginative with her dress. But more than anything, she looks like she really enjoys it. She really does. She, even when she's at this uh, this event with these dignitaries, she looked curious, interested, proud. Uh, I mean, the Queen must just sometimes tuck herself into bed at night and go, thank you for the Middleton girl. <laughs> she must, mustn't yes. she? But first, we need to talk about someone else, don't we? <laughs> yes. Camilla will be Queen Consort, as will Kate, actually. They will be called Queen Consort. They won't be called Queen Camilla. Although I think there's a, there's a lot more chance that in a sort of um, casual fashion, we will call Kate Queen Kate or Queen Catherine. I think she'll have earned it by the time that she gets there. Look, the, Camilla has done an extraordinary job. How she combines that magnificent sort of naughty wit of hers with the uh, sort of very upright job of being a representative of the royal family, I don't know, because they sort of seem polar opposite sides of her personality. But she's really embraced it. She clearly absolutely loves Charles. Otherwise, you wouldn't put yourself up for that kind of life, would you? But she, of course, will be his partner and his consort when he becomes king. Uh, he very much intends to have a slimmed down monarchy. And I think that's been evidenced by the messaging that we've been sent over the Christmas, the photos of uh, the Queen, Charles, William and George making the puddings. And then, of course, that portrait that was shot that, uh, you know, allegedly uh, so upset Harry that he wasn't included. And in I don't know if that's true or not. But there's very much a positioning that these are the next four, these are, you know, the, these are the heirs and these are the people that will be actually be representing the royal family. It's good messaging. I think it's smart of Prince Charles. Prince Charles never gets any credit for all the interesting and progressive things that he did. I mean, he was talking about sustainability, environmentalism. He set up a phenomenally successful business in Dutchy Originals, which is the food company that makes biscuits and crackers and that sort of, and drinks, tea, all that sort of thing. Very successful, very financially astute, very ahead of the game in terms of how we see the world now. Um, he's an awkward man. He'll be an awkward king. <laughs> uh, his wife will soften him. She'll be fabulous. I think she'll be... I think she'll be, you know, we won't see that amusing side that we occasionally see. We won't see it as often. But I think they'll hold on to the reins for a short while. Of course, you know, Prince Charles is uh, well into his 70s now. Uh, so I think that uh, obviously his reign will not, well, we don't know. We don't know how long he'll live. But um, I think... I think he needs to be given a chance. There's a lot of talk about, you know, William and Kate um, leapfrogging. That's never going to happen. The law of succession, it just doesn't happen. Charles will be king. I think he'll be fabulous. Uh, I think Camilla will be just what someone who's in that position of power needs, just as Prince Philip has been for the Queen. And then William and and Kate waiting in the wings. I mean, it's a good lineup. It's a bit of um, succession planning that we don't often see in lots of businesses and corporations. So the Queen's doing a really good job of, of making sure that those people are ready for it. And more, most interestingly, in a world that doesn't really consider duty a uh, top characteristic, I think you can be assured that in the same way that the Queen is dutiful, Charles is as well, and William is certainly has duty imprinted on his DNA. So yeah, I agree with you there. And of course, though, saying the Queen, this is the Queen's duty, her mm -hmm. role. Do you think there is any chance that she'll ever retire or? No, I, th I think that she will pass work on to uh, 
other members of the royal family, but I don't think I don't think she'd ever step down. I mean, there's no need to. There's actually legally and practically there's no need to. She can just the work can be done by others and she can be a, a more of a figurehead, but why would you if you've made it this far? I know. Well, she's got, what, how many more years? Five About or five. so, we said. Oh, I think it's actually, hang on, it's just a bit less than five, isn't it? She can hang on. Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> anyway. we'd like to see her get there. Oh, I'd love to see her get there. <laughs> of course, though, it's not just the British royal family. No. That have these no. amazing women stepping up. We have to talk about. Princess Mary, who's one of my favourites. Oh, she is, although she's been in a bit of bother recently, isn't Hasn't she, with she? her Airbnb shell, eh? <laughs> I quite <laughs> like it, actually. I like the fact that it's just like the rest of us. It's like, oh, God, can we, can we, you know, rent out the granny flat and, flat and make a bit of money? But the, obviously the, the questions are, well, actually, who bought the, not the granny flat, but who bought the ski <laughs> chalet? Well, was it the Danish government? Um, yes. Yeah, so she's been in. She and Frederick have been in a bit of trouble. In fact, the biggest challenge of their time together so far that they have the ski lodge and the, they've uh, rented it out on Airbnb. Um, telling sign was that apparently there's a picture of a koala above the fireplace. Oh, <laughs> anyway, I love that. Uh, who cares? I mean, how nice that they're you know that they're using their assets so others can enjoy them. And you know, if it's paying for the school fees. And the um, the government don't have to pay for the school fees. All, all well and good. Anyway, she's had a bit of criticism, but she turned forty eight recently. She's uh, she's coming into her own as well, and she could well be in charge imminently. So, the Danish palace has announced that um, she. Wood was taking on a lot of Queen Marguerite's royal duties when she's absent. So there had to be a sort of uh, official announcement that that would happen. She couldn't just do it. This is good practice. You know, she's really earned her mother-in-law's blessing. There is a lot of thought that Queen Marguerite will stand down in April this year when she turns 80. Um, And she gave an indication at her last birthday when she was 79. She said to uh, Frederick and Mary, you are ready and you will be amazing at your job. Uh, I trust you and feel secure handing over to such a wonderful couple. And you can see that she would think that. I mean, at the moment, as I say, there is a bit of criticism. Also, they're in Switzerland. I think this is the real sign. They're in Switzerland for three months while their children all go to school there. And there's been criticism about that. Hang on. If you're about to take on the big job, I think you're allowed a little bit of long service leave just before you do it, don't you? <laughs> I think so too. I think that's what they need, a bit of bonding time in the family, sw- living in Switzerland. I mean, you don't get to do what other people do. You, they can't suddenly hive off and go, oh, actually, we're going to spend three months in a camper van going around Australia. They just can't. And they certainly won't be able to if they're in charge. So I think the fact that they're in Switzerland, I think they're having a bit of an experience before they do have to take on that top role. And the criticism's unfounded. You know, plenty of us want to have, we only have one life. We want to have experiences. And if if going and doing that, if going and living in Switzerland and bonding as a family makes them um, tighter, makes them feel happier about the role they're about to take on, good on them. And, you know, we, we're so precious about how things should be done. And I think the Meghan and Harry are an example that, there are other ways that things can be done. They need to be better mar- managed than Harry and Meghan did it, but it doesn't mean that it's not right and that these institutions can't evolve and take on a new lease of life and also be slimmed down so that 
you know, taxpayers aren't paying so much money for them. So um, good on Mary. I think she'll be extraordinary. As we saw at Frederick's 50th birthday, that speech, I think it was 14 minutes long she gave, remember, oh, in perfect Danish, funny, eloquent. She was, I mean, she. we feel so proud of her because she is ours, isn't she? And she keeps <laughs> coming back here and, you know, she's produced those four gorgeous children. Um, she'll be magnificent. And, you know, when they need a break, they can go to their ski chalet with the koala above the fireplace. <laughs> well, that doesn't sound too bad. <laughs> it doesn't at all. Well, they have to kick the um, paying guests out, won't they? <laughs> <laughs> yes, well, very much looking forward to, I think, seeing how all these women do as oh, queens. They are amazing. It is really cool to see all these women in pivotal positions and doing this extraordinary work. And, you know, the queen's really led the way with that, hasn't she? She's been an, ex- yeah, just a a foreboding and yet uh, it's still enigmatic. I think that's what's really interesting. She's more enigmatic than anyone else. And I don't think going into, you know, this century, century we can expect enigmas to that to continue. But I, I love the majesty and the sort of behind the smoky curtain, isn't it? We never quite know what she's thinking on any given day. And I hope that's always the case. Mm-hmm. She'll take it to a grave. Yes, and we'll see her at... Longest reigning monarch, hopefully. <laughs> hopefully. Fingers crossed. <laughs> well, thank you so much for joining us today, Ange. Thanks, Zoe. And thank you to everyone for listening. For more on the Royals, please go to newidea.com.au or our Facebook page, New Idea Royals. And, of course, don't forget to pick up a copy of New Idea Royals Monthly on sale tomorrow. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.